Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spark and Blue Eyes Limited Podcast Series. Spark your visions. I'm Stacy. I'm Alice, and we will be inviting an expert from each field to share with us the latest trend analysis. So, if you're up to the latest key insights, you're at the right channels. And as for today's our first episodes, we have Chen Li, the CEO and founder of Spark and Butterfly, to share with us his insights of the marketing and his experiences running at startups. Let's welcome Chen. Hello, everyone. My name is Chen from Spark Amplify. So, Chen, I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you have over 15 years of corporate experiences. So, how come you decided to run your own business, like, and rather than climbing the corporate ladder? Well, as you know, I spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, and I did my undergrad at Berkeley, and so heavily influenced by the startup culture in the Bay Area. You know, furthermore, my dad always had a you know entrepreneurship、uh, spirit as well. So, I think it runs in the family. With that being said, I did start my startup career a little bit later than what you usually see nowadays. I started、uh, Spark Amplify when I was 39. With the amount of you know the corporate experience that I've gained prior to my start experience was very very valuable to be honest,、uh, especially during this current time of uncertainties in the economy. That really helped,、uh, you know, not only in the past but also currently as well. So, with that being said, I think you know, startup is definitely something that、uh, I've never regretted and、uh, still looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that you went to US at very young age. I think you were eight, right, at the time. So,、uh, we would like to know. We're curious, like, how those Western experiences have like bring the impacts on you. I mean, if you didn't go to state, what wouldn't you have? Yeah. Bring me to the states. I have to thank my parents. Obviously, you know they made a wise decision. Being there at a young age, it really, really、uh, gives you that global view. And of course, be able to speak English at a native level. I think that's definitely you know also another plus. And how does that help?、Uh, especially you know doing startups right now here in Taiwan. I think、um, it is important, right? Because、uh, we are an island country, so we have to look global. And so, having that global view from the first day of doing a startup, I think is important. And then, furthermore, you know, startups, it is about storytelling, right? So you have to be able to tell your story and communicate it to everyone and to globally. And so, English is always the global language, right? So, to some extent, you know, the Western experience prepared me for that.、Uh, not only the global view, but also to be able to have the、uh, the language capability to share the story to people here in Taiwan, but also globally as well. Yes. So we talk a lot about startup. Since you're the founder and the CEO of a startup, what suggestion would you give to people that wanted to、uh, run their own business, or say what are the critical points that you think that are critical for successfully running a startup? Yeah, I think、um, as a startup, I think it's really, really important to、uh, listen to your customers and users. I think obviously they're the reason why you exist. Brian Chesky, the co-founder and the CEO of Airbnb, once said, "Right, I think it's、uh, better to have 100 people or users that love you rather than having a million people that sort of like you." Right. So, what does that mean? It really means that whatever you're doing in terms of a startup, you're really serving, you know, the audience, and it's important to have that product market fit and finding the people that. Uh, really, not only enjoy your service but need your service、uh, in terms of solving their problems. From a personal front, I, you know, my suggestion would be, you know, the work-life balance. I think that's important. You know, a lot of times when when people are doing their startups, they think that you know it is a sprint, but in actuality,、uh, I've been 
through this for the past five years already, right? So it is a marathon to be for certain that, you know, it's not how fast you run, but how how well you adapt and survive. And so um, work balance, I think it is necessary to be able to run a full marathon. And then furthermore, doing things that potentially gives you that rest, you know, sort of that away from the work and uh, to, yeah, to move forward in your uh, startup endeavor. Yeah. Great. So we know uh, from the previous uh, section, we know about Chen's backgrounds and the reason why he wanted to start his own business. So let's move to our the second section of this podcast. We will focus more on the marketing. So uh, since we all know that the pandemic is one of the major events in recent years, and it changed the marketing fields a lot. And according to Harvard Business Review, we all know that when the COVID hits, and it accelerates the digital transformation, and consumers are actually expecting the company to satisfy them with the digital experiences. So from Chen, your perspective, how pandemics change in the industry of marketing? No, I think, Stacey, you hit it on the, yeah, right on the point. I mean, the, uh, the pandemic itself essentially accelerated the digital transformation. Companies across all industries uh, reevaluated essentially the old way of doing things. And in fact, they have to look for alternatives, uh, especially in the digital space. I mean, the hardest hit areas are essentially the face-to-face component, right? Uh, such as uh, the trade shows, you know, the seminars and things of that nature. And so now a lot of that is moved on to the digital space with virtual exhibitions, online, even like podcasts, like what we're doing right now today, right? And, you know, social selling. So these are all some of the alternatives that's really taking shape. And so, so why did I say, you know, the good, you know, the good, good old days are gone and because essentially, I mean, not only is it expedited through the digital transformation, but also at the same time, just a case in point, I mean, Google actually did a study a while back, I think it was last year, about 50% of the, uh, the, the decision makers were about at the age of 18 to 34, which is coincidentally enough, people at that age are spending a lot of time on the internet. As you can see in the past where a lot of the, you know, these decision makers were maybe spending a lot of time offline you know, at events, nowadays, maybe they're spending more time on the internet. Uh, maybe they're spending more time on social media such as LinkedIn. And so those are some of the concepts and ideas and even methods that I think a lot of the traditional industries, they need to think about. What other digital aspect of it can they complement in the future, right? Yeah, exactly. So we all know that Spark and Fly also specialize in marketing. So we would like to know how Spark and Fly is adapting to this trend and under the pandemic. Well, so one thing's for certain. I mean, our focus uh, has not shifted because of the pandemic. In fact, uh, we continue to specialize in what I call, you know, data-driven B2B marketing. However, the only difference is that aside from the, you know, the PR brand awareness aspect of it, we've actually extended into sort of the even further down the sales funnel, which includes the sales leads as well as the uh, social selling. Due to the COVID-19, a lot of our customers uh, were extremely affected by it. And so furthermore, aside from brand awareness, you know, they really need uh, solutions to really help their bottom line in terms of acquiring new customers, uh, you know, hopefully converting them, and, you know, as well. And so uh, that's you know, why we went ahead and, you know, actually the end of last year, we actually developed a new product, which is Captura. Essentially, you know, low-code, no-code process of customizing the, the lead generation process. And so that is something that, you know, we're currently pushing and helping, you know, our customers and even 
future customers in in terms of battling this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, we're entering the era of new normal. So, Chen, from your perspective, what will be the top three things that B two B business should be well prepared for as the markets opens up? In terms of preparation, I think I would definitely. I see there's three things that I think B two B companies definitely need to take hold of. One is the preparation. I think that's important in a sense of in a business as before was essentially you bringing your suitcase, your product, and then you go to your booth, and then people start walking, and then they come to your、uh, you know booth and discuss with you, right? But moving forward, I think it's really about the preparation. What are the preparations that you do prior to the event? Secondly, I think it's the diversity in terms of content marketing, and a lot of times I think relationship building it involves what type of value can you provide to the company itself, right, to the customers.、Uh, what are some of the you know the educational, some of the、uh, new information that you can share? And what is interesting is in content sometimes it's、uh, it's very diverse, right? You know,、uh, especially nowadays there are videos, there are you know audios, and there's even you know、uh, the traditional text. The the target audience that you are approaching sometimes they may like a certain type of format, you know, so they have their own preferences, right? And so I think it's really important to diversify your content when you are engaging with these.、Uh, Potential audience that you're trying to build relationship with, and then finally, I think it's just social selling. Even though you know a lot of the events are still coming back slowly, but I think it's important to build that that social media presence as well. Essentially, building that relationship. I mentioned before, I think LinkedIn is definitely a good option. Aside from that, there's plenty of other you know other options as well. You know, Twitter is another good option. Current right now in Japan, there's over let's say 50 million active users, right? So every three individuals, one person is using Twitter. And so that's another method, right? So social selling essentially is a method for not only providing you、uh, having access to the target audience that you are aiming at, but also at the same time another channel for you to be able to communicate your information, your let's say your content, but more importantly, be able to build that online virtual relationship that is so critical, you know, especially nowadays, right? Yeah, so we've heard a lot about the content strategies and the preparations, and now we would like to talk more about Spark and Puffly. We would like to know how marketing firms are doing. So,、uh, Chen, can you, we know that Capture is one of our your star products? So, can you share with us more about what it is and where does that those creative name Capture come from? So, Capture the word itself derives from the original word capture. So, usually when you obtain that you know valuable lead, it is a capturing process, right? So, so we wanted to maybe play a you know a variant on that word. So we named it Capture, but of course we replaced it with K, and so that's sort of how the name came about. In terms of the solution itself,、uh, we really wanted to create a a low code or no code solution where you don't need to have previous, let's say,、uh, programming experience, right? And you would be able to optimize your website for、uh, lead conversion. And so, with that being said, you know, Captura not only allows users to quickly be able to add a feature like that to their existing website. And so, with that type of features, our goal is to be able to increase the the conversion or the willingness to be able to complete these forms through the customization, through the personalization. Try to improve on the conversion or the willingness to complete. But more importantly, once we are able to capture these leads, 
we are able to provide the necessary statistics and data for the marketers and sales. Sometimes I joke around and I say, hey, you know, we are essentially GA for sales. Uh, because as you know, GA, you know, Google Analytics, uh, Analytics is usually for marketers. Uh, so marketers use it to optimize the website, but sales don't really have any tools, right? But for Captura, it's really about providing that type of analytics to the sales individuals, converting those leads into sales orders that are so important nowadays, right? Especially during this pandemic. Yeah, so I've heard about like lead generations and data collection. So Chang, can you further share with us how Capture is helping the clients to maximize their impacts in the marketing field? Yeah, so currently right now we have uh, users from various industries, including electronics, technology, medical, that you know companies are actually using Captura. And furthermore, uh, they are receiving very positive results, especially looking at a couple of metrics, right? Impression. When we talk about impressions, it's really about comparing with your existing contact. Your traditional lead generation form is your contact form. So what we do is we want to make sure that uh, with Captura's pop-up design that we are able to put that lead form in front of these valuable traffic. So we were able to increase the impression by 53%, so which is quite a good number. In terms of the completion, based on some of our statistics, we see that you'd see 3x to even 5x improvement compared to your traditional contact uh, lead generation form. Our other examples, recently right now, we're working with a lot of these associations uh, and also event organizers, right? We recently, uh, we're currently working with the Taiwan Wood Machinery Association, which essentially is a critical component of the wood machinery industry here in Taiwan. And so we have close to about 40 companies that are using it as well. Coming up, there is this a leading plastic uh, rubbery industry event that's coming up that's called Taipei Plast, which we're also a marketing partner of. As you can see, I think um, a lot of these uh, companies from various industries, not only are they impacted by the pandemic, but they're also looking for solutions. And so that's where we come in and we hopefully be able to collect the necessary business contacts that they need successfully identify customers globally. So it looks like Capture is really a powerful tool that empower our Taiwan's companies in terms of marketing. So we will always like to look into Crystal Bowl. So can you share with us what do you plan for Captura in the near future? Well, I think that's the beauty of doing a startup. I think no man's an island, right? So you can never survive on your own. And so in order for, you know, for Captura to be successful, they, you know, we also play an integral part in this ecosystem, especially, you know, our focus obviously is on lead generation. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. Down the road, our goal is to be able to partner up. You know, one end of it is to drive, you know, highly targeted traffic, right? And so there's a lot of these, for example, Google Ads, uh, LinkedIn, currently working partners on that. And then secondly, with the lead generation itself, not only is it important to have highly targeted traffic, but also at the same time, you need to be able to provide interesting and enticing content for people to willing to be able to leave their contact information. And lastly, I think it's just the integration. I think by integrating these different possible sources, I think it's, you know, our advantage would definitely be on the data front, right? So our goal is to be able to seamlessly integrate all that and then furthermore, be able to be that data provider to our customers so that at the end of the day, when he or she as a sales representative are chasing after, you know, sales orders or whatever, they can have another source that they can rely on, uh, not only for valuable potential prospect, customer prospects, but more importantly, through the data analytics, be able to derive through, you know, their behavior, through their uh, engagement, 
who are some of the potential leads that they cannot miss out, right? These are the customers that currently have a need and they are looking forward to working with you. And so through that process, they're able to uh, convert them into actual customers. So our goal is essentially trying to be able to play a critical role in the ecosystem, but more importantly, have partners to work with uh, to help that process be successful. But more importantly, at the end of the day, serving our users to provide them with the, the amount of data or the insight that they need to be able to do their business well. So that's our, our goal for the near future. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you, Chen, for sharing your experiences and insights. Thank you all for listening to Spark Your Visions. Please continue to stay tuned for our upcoming analysis. And you're also welcome to catch us on LinkedIn or sparkandflight.com. Thank you for having me. Thank you.